Hello, 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 everyone. Greetings to all of you starseeds and lightworkers around the world. I am your host, Joan of Angels with Portal to Ascension. And today we are really going to talk about soul, family, connecting to your soul, ascension in terms of how that works for all of us. And we're also going to talk about one of our upcoming events too. So I'm Joan of Angels, and I am an oracle of ancient wisdom and intuitive guide, and I am now the director of productions of Portal to Ascension. We're going to be talking with one of our, well, actually one of our dearest friends, one of our sponsors, someone that puts on events of her own all around the, the country, and we really want you to come and meet her, both in person and or on live stream, and we want to tell you a bit more about her. So I'm going to introduce you to Tangila. She will help us connect to our soul. She is the creatrix of Soul Search. She is a longtime spiritual seeker, a global adventurer. I mean, truly a global adventurer, guys. An entrepreneur and a multidimensional guide. She established Soul Search to be a global online destination for spirituality and consciousness. So with Tangila's work, you can, spiritual seekers can explore teachings and modalities and connect with a variety of spiritual and energetic healers and guides, courses, groups, and events. Spiritual practitioners, and this is for all of our friends out there who are spiritual entrepreneurs, spiritual practitioners like you can connect to a global audience and showcase their expertise through a very robust profile, articles, videos, audios, and more. And Tangela sets up great psychic fairs around the West Coast and in Arizona, she all, and, and also nationwide and probably internationally. I better ask her, I bet we're international too. She's a global spiritual community for exploration, expansion, and elevation during this time of global consciousness. But also she has an amazing background as a serial technology entrepreneur and international economic development and global trade expert. She has also founded several technology businesses and worked around the globe in countries such as Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Egypt, Indonesia, Mexico, Thailand, Vietnam, and currently the United States of America. So I want to bring up, I don't know, I'm in a funny mood, Tangela. Just seeing you always puts me in a great mood. Ah, seeing you puts me in a great mood, Joan. And I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk about all of the exciting times ahead um, and also talking about the upcoming conference in San Diego next weekend, Portal oh. to Ascension's first uh, live conference um, in, in a few years, right? In a few years, yeah. I, but the first one was actually back in 2012. And wow. that's when I, I remember going the very first one. But this is going to be very exciting. We have a big compilation of amazing speakers such as yourself. So I want to know, I have a few things to ask you, my dear. Like, okay. <laughs> how did you go? I mean, people don't know your background working in Afghanistan, and you were a big mucky muck back there. Like, the you that, that you tell us about is not this you that is an Ascension specialist here. So my question is, can you give us a little quick rundown of what your life might have been like in the past and what woke you up? to go on this grand journey here. And guys, we want to welcome all of you <laughs> in with us if you have and let us know where you're from 
And if you're coming to our conference with us too. Thanks so much, Brennan. Sorry, I'm still getting over a cold. <coughs> I have a little bit of a bad cough, but um, that's a great question because I think, yeah, a lot of people see me as the founder of Soul Search and, you know, working in the spiritual realm and working with all these healers and practitioners and doing my own spiritual work. But I had a very different uh, professional career before coming to Soul Search, before starting Soul Search, which was, um, you know, very exciting and a lot of adventure. I was always very spiritual, you know, growing up, I was very spiritual. I was raised Muslim and I grew up in Saudi Arabia. My family's from Bangladesh and I was born in New Orleans. So it's like, I already had this very multicultural upbringing of um, New Orleans, Saudi Arabia and Bangladesh. And you know, while growing up in Saudi Arabia, I would visit um, both countries all the time and also travel around the world. And I was just always amazed by how diverse the world was, you know, and the world is. And, you know, living in Saudi Arabia, it's a very um, strict Muslim culture, you know, and and then I'm also from Bangladesh, which is also a Muslim culture, but very different, you know, very colorful and vibrant. At that time, I was very open. And I was just like, I, I was like, I don't understand. Like, what is going on here? Like, how could, you know, how could people say they're Muslim and live like this and say that's the right way? And then how come people can say they're Muslim and live like this and dress like this, be like this and that's one way? And then I go to other countries and they don't do anything like this. And that's okay too, you know? And so I, even though I was brought up in a way where it's like, yes, this is the culture, this is the religion, this is how things are supposed to be. It didn't make sense to me ever because I was like, that is not how the world works. Like the world is so different. <laughs> and, and, you know, this doesn't make any sense. So I was always like questioning and very, very curious. And, um, and I always, and I always was exploring different religions and different faiths and different backgrounds. And especially, um, once I got to college, um, started studying like all the different, um, you know, East Asian cultures and, and also mysticism. So it was always a part of who I was questioning and knowing that there's much more than what meets the eye that there's much more than what we are told um, in terms of how to be, how to act, what to believe, how to dress, what to eat, what to drink. You know, I mean, I grew up in this culture and this religion where we were really told what to do and that this was the right way and this was the only way. And those who weren't following that were, were um, you know, were wrong, basically. And it just didn't make sense. And so I was always trying to navigate because I did feel like there was a higher power and I felt a connection to source, but I was just like, I don't know, like this doesn't make sense to me. So I always kind of felt like very confined, you know, mm -hmm. and, but I was also always an adventurer. And once I, um, you know, even in college, I was constantly living abroad. I lived in Egypt in Panama in Bangladesh. And um, after finishing college. I lived in Egypt for a couple of years and I was very passionate about making the world a better place. And, you know, being from Bangladesh, which is one of the poorest countries in the world, 
I wanted to support people in um, their economic development. You know, I wanted to really support countries in growing their economy and creating jobs. And I felt like that was my mission. And so that's what I did. After grad school, I started working um, on huge economic development projects all over South and Southeast Asia, in Afghanistan and in Indonesia and in Nepal, um, you know, and doing these economic analysis in these countries of what was working, of how we could grow the economy, grow the country, um, and how we could create jobs. And that was really like my life. And I was so passionate about it. And I was like working in these war-torn nations, um, all these different cultures. And, you know, I was excited. I was happy about the work. But then at the same time, again, I started feeling very confined. I was like, this you know, we don't have all the answers. I was like, you know, we're working in a system that we're not really truly creating growth and really creating opportunities for people, you know, and I wanted to do something different. And then I went and started my own company and, um, you know, and continued doing that. So it was like, I always had this real urge and initiative to like, we have to make the world a better place for humanity. You know, we have to create the opportunities for humanity to feel empowered, for us to feel empowered so that we can fulfill our highest potential. And at that time, you know, it was really for me, we, we, we could do that only through economics and the economy. And that's really what I was focused on, both in my earlier career and then in my last business. Um, but then as I, you know, I started, you know, on the spiritual path and I had, um, you know, awakening uh, at a Sufi retreat. Uh, I went to a silent retreat by accident. By accident. Okay. <laughs> and you're not very silent. I'm trying to figure out how that works. <laughs> exactly. Well, it was, um, you know, I, it was, I'm trying, it was back, I think in 2009. Retreats were not, I mean, now everyone knows retreats and goes on retreats all the time. But at that time, it wasn't really a common or popular thing. And I had just gone through a heartbreak. I was supposed to go with my friends to Cuba for New Year's. And I just couldn't get myself to buy the ticket. Like, I just couldn't do it. Like, I, I kept sitting down to do it. And something kept stopping me. Something kept stopping me. And um, I just then Googled. I just went, I was like, I'm going to Google. And I just Googled New Year's retreat. And suddenly, this uh, retreat, New Year's retreat at the abode of the message in um, all uh, close to Albany in New Lebanon, New York popped up. I was in New Orleans then. I called them. I was like, do you guys have space? They said, we do, but you got to get here quick. And so then I bought a flight. I got a bus ticket <laughs> because the only way to get there was by bus. And then I showed up at this retreat at like five in the morning and I started saying hello. And they were like, shh. And I was like, what do you mean? Shh. Like, what? They're like, this is a silent retreat. <laughs> I can just see it. It was crazy. And I hope I you guys like, are laughing as you're hearing this because Tangela is the least last person that would walk into a silent retreat. So, mm -hmm. but you knew you needed something. And, you know, there's never any accident. So, what happened for you here? So it was the first time I actually ever even meditated. So I had never even meditated. And here I am in a four-day silent meditation retreat, um, you know, in snowy uh, New Lebanon, New York, in an old Shaker community and a Sufi, Sufi commune. And so I go into silence, you know, for four days. And it was profound. 
You know, I suddenly started receiving messages and having feelings and having um, this innate sense of knowing start coming through. And the last day of the retreat, we were doing a silent meditate. We were doing a guided meditation and our retreat guide, uh, Aziza, she says, close your eyes and see curtains parting and light coming through and then see who walks through. And this beautiful regal man walks through with like a golden hat, golden robes, um, you know, white skin and a brown uh, beard. And he looks at me and he goes, your shoes are on backwards. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And he said, look, your shoes are on backwards. And I looked down at my feet and I was wearing gold pointy shoes, but they were on backwards. In the vision or yes. in real life? In the life? vision. In the vision. Okay. But I had never had that type of a visceral vision or experience, you know, and then he just went away. And I came out of that and I was like, that was, wow, what just happened there? And I went to Aziza afterwards and I said, Aziza, um, I just had this amazing vision. And I described the vision to her and she said, well, you know who that is. And I said, no. She's like, well, you have to come back here. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, that's the head of our order, Pierzia. And then she showed me a picture of him and that's who he was. And she was like, she's like, yeah, and he's coming to give you a message that your shoes are on backwards. You're walking in the wrong direction. Not the wrong direction, but you know, like it's time to start oh, walking. Whoa. Well, okay. I have chills when you're saying this. You know, as you're as you were talking, I was thinking, like, did you did you have other clues that maybe you needed to leave what you were doing? Was it hard being a female, a Muslim female in mm -hmm. a Muslim country? that doesn't actually like females and give them powerful positions. Was that something that also caused you consternation or that like contributed to your sort of exit in the end? Um, well, no, it didn't contribute to my exit. It's definitely something that I dealt with, you know, quite often um, just, yeah, because being a woman, being a young woman working in these countries and especially in Afghanistan where we were working right after the fall of the Taliban, you know, where no women had even been allowed out of the house. Everyone is in full burqa, head to toe. So for even male and men and women to interact was completely unusual. And all of a sudden, here I show up and I actually look Afghan. So that's also very distressful for people because it's not like they can say, oh, that's a foreigner. They're like, this is a woman who looks like my sister or my cousin, you know, and Suddenly I'm there um, working, you know, at first I was like, uh, you know, reviewing proposals for grants to build like greenhouses, rebuild roads and do all these types of projects. And, you know, people would have to come with me for me to help them with their budgets and with their proposals to get funding. And literally people would walk in the door, take one look at me and walk out. And they would go to the secretary and say, I can't work with her. You know, we can't, we can't, we're here to work with Mr. Islam. And they would be like, well, it's Miss Islam and that's who she is. And if you want to get funding, you have to go speak to her. And then they would come back <laughs> and then we would sit together and we would review their work and we would talk and, you know, and at the end they would be, they would say, thank you. 
thank you so much, you know, and it was a profound experience, I think, for both of us. And, and I had so many experiences like that. Um, you know, one of my last my last assignment there, I was organizing the largest public events in Afghanistan, since the since the Russian invasion, and there were these huge agricultural trade fairs. And um, <clears throat> organizing just the one in Kabul, we had perimeters of security for miles out from like all of the Afghan secret service within the fairgrounds to the drones circulating in the caves. And I would meet with the Afghan National Army, the, Nas the secret service, the Afghan National Police, the uh, ISAF forces every week and, and my security team to plan out this event, you know? And and it was, you know, and all of our events, you know, we would, we, they went out with any, no security issues. We had so many perimeters of security, so many, um, you know, so much went, would go in. And I would be entering rooms to plan these events where no women had ever entered, you know? I think that's really huge, Tangela, because you have such, a, you're such a big personality. Mm. You know, you're such a big persona and, and, um, and it's exciting that it was you. So do you draw parallels to your life then and that once you had this awakening and you realize you're going in the wrong direction mm -hmm. and, and we now understand more of what you were doing up until then, like how, how did that flow then? For you? Sure. Well, so just one, you know, one thing that would happen in Afghanistan all the time that I thought was very amazing and why I would always continue going back was, you know, like even my teams, I'd have these huge teams and afterwards, after we had a successful event or project, whatever it would be, um, they would come up to me, you know, my team members and say, thank you. Um, you know, and people would actually say, like, before I, I met you, I never knew it was possible for women to do something like this. Yes. Okay. This is huge. I never, I, I never talked to a woman about business. Exactly. Or, exactly. Right? You know, I even had one person say to me, you know, before I met you, not even one, I had a few people, you know, before I met you, I thought all women were lazy and stupid, you know, and, and we don't say that as a judgment against that person or against the culture. It's just to show that when people don't have the exposure, when people don't have um, that contact, they don't know, right? And they only know what they've been told. And so for me to have those interactions with these people, you know, I would say then I'd be like, well, now, you know, now, you know, and please know that everything you've seen me do here, that your wife, your mother, your sister, your daughter can do also, you know, and it's really moving, Tangela. It's, it's very moving, especially as a woman brought up here in this country. But nevertheless, like the courage that you have shown in your life, and I think you you apply that in soul search, you know, like what about all of of your Muslim family, friends and, and you know, patriots back? Like, would they even sit and think about soul searching for their soul? Sure, sure. And yeah, I mean, I think that's why soul search is so important. And it's really, you know, kind of like a continuation, right? My and my initial inclination intention was, how do we help support this evolution of humanity? You know, and I thought it was like, we have to help people get jobs, we have to help people grow, you know, grow their, you know, businesses. And that's true, we do. But we want to support each one of us in the growth of who we are as souls. And to support that exploration. And so much of what we're told 
you know, doesn't allow for that space because we're told, you know, whether it's our religion, our culture, our family, it's, this is the way to be. This is the way to, you know, this is the way to live your life. These are the steps you have to take to be a good person, to have a good life, to be happy. Um, you know, these are the steps you have to follow. This is the religion you have to subscribe to. If you're this religion, it means you have to pray this way. You have to eat this way. You have to read these books. Where is the space for us to explore who we truly are and all of the dimensions of who we are, which is infinite? Where is that space within, you know, and, and that's what we're here for. We're here now to claim for each one of us. Yes, I am a multi-dimensional divine being here to experience this life. And I can do it in the way that calls to the freedom and the essence of who I am as a divine being. And that is so different from, you know, what, what we've been told as, you know, what our life is supposed to be. And so this is, this is a new time, Joan. This is like, as this is the awakening of humanity and we're here. I know, I know. And you're giving a lot of people a lot of courage. So here you are in this retreat. You discover your shoe, you're, you're facing the wrong direction. And like, it's New Year's. Like, how long did it take you to kind of start a new life? Like, like that's a big deal. It is a big deal, but it took a long time. You know, it wasn't overnight. And that's, you know, that's normal, I think, for people. You know, not all of us have this just like, you know, miraculous overnight experience. You know, I did, um, you know, become an initiate of the mystical order, of the Sufi order. And I, you know, did a deep mystical training. I immersed myself in meditation. During that same period, I launched my own business. Was that and, No, this is no, in, in, my, the, in no. the field, the field yeah, that, that you were in, this male-dominated field, that you're the only woman. I find that fascinating to yeah. you. So it was only an international <laughs> so people are loving hearing your backstory. Not everyone ever gets to hear your backstory. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, I think I really appreciate you asking me because I, I always like to ask everyone their backstory too because, you know, I think, you know, there's so much that we can learn from and relate to one another. Like now, you know, we all have gone through this journey and we're continuing to go through it. It hasn't ended for me yet. But um, I started my own company. I was immersed deeply in spiritual and mystical practices um, but they were separate. You know, for me, these are two different worlds. You know, there's my spiritual side, my mystical side, my Sufi self. And then there's me, the businesswoman, the CEO, the entrepreneur, you know, inter doing international business deals, the big boss, you know. And so I was, I had these two different sides of me, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, no, they're not supposed to merge. You know, we're not, they're just two different parts of me. And they're, that's just who I am. I have my spiritual self and I have my business self. And, and then, you know, as I just immerse myself deeper into spiritual practice, going on retreats, what happened was that the universe was no longer going to allow me to live in separation. Right. You know, mm -hmm. because this is what we do. You know, we, we are taught to separate ourselves from who we are in order to survive and supposedly thrive in this world. 
and we lose touch with who we are. And here I am doing all the spiritual practice and study, you know, to get in touch with who I am. But then here I am on this side being like, I'm this businesswoman. I got to make money. I got to, you know, build up my company. And, and the universe started saying, no, like this, this is not going to work. You know, this is not going to work. And my life started falling apart in many different ways. Like this whole existence I had created for myself, my relationship ended. Then um, I had doubled down on my business and it was like going great. And suddenly, boom, stopped working in the tracks. And even one of my best friends who was working with me at the time, she said, something weird is going on here. This is energetic. And I was like, I know, I don't know what's going on. And I just started meditating for hours per day. And then I had already had the download to launch Soul Search because I was hosting spiritual events in my home in New York City. And my friends would come and they were not spiritual, but they would have profound experiences, have visions, get all this like relief and comfort. And people were coming to me just being like, where can I go to learn more? Where can I go for a retreat? How can I learn to meditate? And I was like, wow, like people are opening up. Like before no one would ever ask me about anything like that. And now all of my friends are coming to me and I would start referring them. And I was like, why is there no place that people can go to start exploring, you know, who can I, you know, where, who can I speak to as a spiritual guide? You know, where can I find Joan of Angels when I need some wisdom and guidance of, of what's, what, what's coming through for me? You know, where can I find my, this retreat or this, or the conference, the Portal to Ascension San Diego conference, where I can go and connect with my community in person. So it's like, there was no one place for people to go to. And so I was like, I got the download that you need to launch Soul Search to support people in coming together for the spiritual journey, whether you've been on the spiritual journey for 40 years or whether it just started yesterday. Does it? Were you given the name? Like suddenly yeah. it was given to you, like this vision with your shoes on backwards? It was. It just was given to me, like, boom, soul search. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I had it, you know, but I was, and I knew I had to move to California too. I was given the clear direction, move to California and launch Soul Search, but I wasn't doing anything, nothing. I was doing nothing about it except, you know, I felt like my life is falling apart, just meditating for hours a day. And then I met someone who was a devotee of Amma, the hugging saint. Mm -hmm. I had never met her. I'd, I'd heard about her, but just very briefly, nothing much. And I met up with him and he, we spent a few hours um, at the Rubin Museum of East Asian Art in New York City in Chelsea. And it's just filled with all these beautiful gods and goddesses. And he's just talking to me about Amma the whole time. And I was just so blown away by his love for this being. And I was like, at the end, I was like, well, thank you for sharing with me about this divine feminine incarnate. And he was like, well, I'm surprised you would say that. And I was like, well, how could I say anything how could I think anything less after what you've told me? And I went back. I was supposed to actually go meet up with someone. Instead, I went straight home to meditate. And then she started coming into my meditations every day. And then a few days later, she came into my meditation, showed me dancing with her, holding hands with her and dancing with her and the goddesses, which I was not at that time. I was not doing real goddess work. It was not something I was really into holding hands with her and the goddesses dancing together and then selling everything I owned in New York City 
and moving to California. And the next week I sold everything I owned in New York City and the next month I moved to California. And then, and that, then the rest is history. Exactly. Then that was the beginning of really, and I really, you know, credit, you know, I, I believe Amma, she really came to me to, again, like Pierzia came to me, you know, when mm -hmm. he came with a very clear message, your shoes are on backwards, you know, let's start working on, you know, your, let's start working on your path mm -hmm. forward. That's, that's aligned with your soul. You know, it's not that I was doing something wrong, but I just was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do, not what was truly aligned with who I am as a divine being. And so all of those Sufi practices helped me to start, you know, clearing out that noise that we bring in that we think is who we truly are, you know? So I know you're one of the sponsors of our event and we're very grateful for that. But what, what aligns you with Portal to Ascension that you would be a sponsor with us? Well, I'm so excited that Soul Search is a sponsor for the Portal to Ascension conference in San Diego. And I'm just thrilled about, you know, working and partnering with Portal to Ascension in so many different ways. And with you, Joan, and with Neil, and with Alan, and Shariah, and the whole Portal to Ascension team. And we are just so aligned in what we do in terms of our mission to really serve as platforms and vehicles for the support of the expansion of consciousness, especially during this time, this moment, this unique moment in our human and galactic history, um, where we are opening up in such a massive, massive way beyond the confines of, of what we have been told to be for eons. You know, we are now truly stepping into the multidimensional self in all of our power and glory. And so that is huge. And it's a time for great celebration. And Portal to Ascension is such a big part of this, this movement, you know, bringing together all of the incredible speakers that you see on the platform every day, and then also live in person. So we can share the wisdom and the teaching and the activation and the transmission and the energy and the frequency, doing that together as a community is so powerful. And, you know, it's just so important that, you know, for those of us in this, you know, doing this work that we come together and co-create and collaborate. And, um, you know, just this Ascension Conference that's going to be happening next weekend, it's just going to be so powerful. So if you guys are tuning in, I hope you can make it to San Diego. But if you can't make it live, please join on the live stream because the energetics of what is happening is going to be reverberating around the planet and around the universe. Well, no, absolutely. It will, Tangela. What you're scheduled to speak. What are you going to be speaking about? Well, actually I am going to be doing an opening meditation for the conference on the awakening of humanity. And so, Oh, <laughs> oh I have to go back and look at the schedule. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Guys, you have not heard a guide. Okay. Tangela does the best guided meditations of anyone that one of the best. She would do them every morning when the three of us stayed together in Mount Shasta. And these meditations was like had us drop into the Garden of Eden, literally. And we're so 
Oh, I'm really happy to hear that. So guys, you're definitely going to want to tune in on that. Can we show a little bit of the, Tina, let's show the event. And we're going to play a brief video and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more. Okay. Do we have the video? Yes, we do. Okay, perfect. All right, guys. So this is the conference. And if you want to scroll down a bit, you'll see we have over 30 renowned, amazing speakers, including Tangila and Joan of Angels. Mm -hmm. But we have speakers that you guys love. We have the Hertax. We have the Keys of Enoch. And, you know, I heard JJ the other day told me directly that he was definitely taken up met Ezekiel, met, you know, met Enoch, and these are the genuine bona fide teachings. And so it was really kind of interesting to have him describe his, his experience. But we have Stargate over there on the left. You can see Stargate. And they're going to be doing a post-conference workshop as well on Monday, a post-conference meditation that they do if you haven't experienced them. There's Lori Spagna, one of our favorite DNA light code activators, Jenna. Layden is right there, guys. I got to stay at Jenna's house for a month. And I will say this. She is the genuine shamanic energies. I, I walked in her house. I did not un understand how deeply versed she is in the shamanic practices. And Neil was there. And so I was supposed to go sleep in Jenna's bed. And her cat wouldn't even let me do it. Her cat guarded her room, her property, just like a shamanic, you know, because I hadn't had permission there. It was really interesting. So really power. And I tell you this, guys, because these are powerful beings that are coming here. Very powerful teachers. Um, there's Tangila. We have Scott Katamas on the right. Saturday Night Live. Many of you have heard him. As we go down there, we have Deborah Giusti, who's really the Ascension Specialist, Master Trainer, Guru of the Planet, I think. And we have all of you know Alan Steinfeld and Michelle Anderson. There should be a picture of Neil somewhere. There's Neil. And so we have put together this outstanding conference for all of you. And we're excited to come back together again to hug each other in person. Exactly. Exactly. And so for all of you just tuning in, definitely join us in San Diego. And if you can't be there live, join us uh, by a live stream because we will be sharing this energetic and experience together. And it's just really um, a liberating experience for all of us because we, when we gather and when we connect in this way, we're all reminding one another of how vast we are um, because our souls know and our souls see each other and speak to each other. And our souls are rejoicing even in this moment, seeing our remembrance. <laughs> I think we create a fifth dimensional frequency when we're there. Yes. And so when you walk in, you're, you can leave the world as it is. And all of its, uh, there's a word I grew up with, Michigas, but all of its craziness behind. And we can all be together in a truly uplifting. And, and you know, the way I see Portal to Ascension, I always see us all walking on this spaceship together. Mm -hmm. And we're ready to ascend and take off. So... Do I have anything else? Oh, yeah. I want everyone to know something. This soul search that Tangila does, it is actually fueled with her very powerful essence. And she actually delivers on what she says. It's a, it's a great group. If you are an entrepreneur, I'm a member of Soul Search. Mm -hmm. 
and she's always telling me, tell me what you're doing so we can promote it and have it up there and, and work with you. And so she's you know, very proactive in really making sure that you get seen no matter what. So Tangela, I think you're a very special person. Oh, I'm you. glad that when you were searching for souls, you found me. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> well, whole family, so we were meant to find one another. And that's what we're all doing in this moment. Um, you know, whether yes. you're tuning in on the YouTube um, right now and watching, whether you're tuning in on the live stream um, for the conference, you know, we're all connecting. Jenny tuning in from New um, Ontario, New Zealand. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. I'm over the moon that you exist. And yes, the change is real. And, you know, we are all being liber liberated. You know, we're all liberating one another. And yes, Star Brother, I thought <laughs> taxpayer. And that's what we're told. We've been told, right? We have yeah. been told that we are these identities. You know, we are a daughter, we are a student. We are then um, a college student. We are then a professional in a, um, you know, in a specific industry. Uh, we are then, you know, wife, mother. And yes, are those all important identities? Of course, you know, but are they our true soul identity? Who is that? Hi, January. I'm glad you're tuning Hi, in. Hi, January. <laughs> but who are we? Who, who, who am I? Oh, thanks, Jenny. Thank you for the honor. It's so great that you're here with us. And, you know, this is about that liberation that Jenny is talking about, right? Liberating ourselves from the confines of who we are told we are supposed to be. Because yep. we are so vast and infinite in the potential of who we are, we can never even begin to fathom our beauty, our perfection, our abundance, our unconditional love. And when we begin to revel in that momentum of the vastness of our being, that's when we can truly transform, you know, as, as, as an individual, as a community, as humanity, as, as, you know, as a cosmic family, this is where we are. And it's funny, you know, Joan, because you started off asking me about, you know, my earlier career, and I was so committed to economic development, because I was like, this is how we can truly help humanity, you know, by helping create jobs, helping people uplift themselves out of poverty. And yes, we can, but we are actually here for an even far greater mission. We're here to uplift one another and take ourselves home to who we are in the vastness of our being, you know? And so that's what we're doing together here in this moment. That's what we're doing together with the Portal to Ascension Conference, Cosmic Samurai. I said, wish you could be there in person with us, but I'm so happy that you're going to be there on the live stream. Mm -hmm. And we are sharing divine space together. Every moment that we're together, we're creating divine space and holy moments. And we forget that. We forget our divinity. And here we are together to remind ourselves of that in every moment. So it for me, it's such a powerful mission that we are all on together. And I'm just so excited to be here with you, Joan, to be partnering with um, Portal to Ascension, with Neil, 
and um, you know, for us to really bring forth, you know, Soul Search. So I welcome everyone of you guys tuning in. Check out SoulSearch.io. Um, we're amazing. Uh, membership directory for spiritual and energetic practitioners, healers, teachers, guides, you know, come and find out, come and see if there's a um, practitioner like Joan who you'd like to connect with for guidance, doing um, sessions, uh, doing um, retreats or upcoming courses. And then also um, we have a community where you can come and engage and be a part of and introduce yourself. And we're growing every day. And you know, we are building this community together. So we're always asking for your guys' input of how we can, you know, continue growing and building together. And also we have events like our psychic fairs um, coming up in Scottsdale, Arizona, also in um, all over LA and the Bay Area this summer. So, you know, a lot more to come, but just so excited about everything that we're doing. And yes, January, vis visualizing all the joy and connection and beyond. Yes. The San Diego at the conference and at the April 30th Psychic Fair. Yes, exactly. All right. Yes. And I've been to the Psychic Fairs too. I, I think I love everything that you do, Tangela. I love being, I love uh, collaborating with you. I can't wait to see the new websites that's being released. And we just appreciate everything about you, Tangela. Um, so guys, you. Yeah. We're excited for the new Portal to Ascension website that has been launched. We're fixing a few more things on there, but it is ready to go. And we're really excited because we're going to be, you know, launching a lot of new exciting programs and events on there. And I know that the whole Portal to Ascension team is, is thrilled about it. And we're just, um, you know, I'm just so grateful and excited to be working so closely together as soul family and soul partners. This is what true spiritual intimacy is all about. You know, we talk about, we talk about intimacy and what does it mean to be close and have connections. And it means to really be able to connect and share soul to soul in a way that our souls can speak to one another and support one another in you know, really expanding beyond our wildest dreams. And that's what we're here, here doing together, Joan. I'm really grateful for you guys. I love that true spiritual intimacy. Like I just put a comment in the comments. Yes, true spiritual intimacy. So guys, if you want to experience true spiritual intimacy with your soul family and dive in deep about connecting to your star family, your angelic tribes, the light worker tribes, but your higher consciousness and kind of do what Tangela did, put your shoes on in the right direction and get your life pointed in the right direction. You know, if you're feeling that your soul is out of balance and needs to be balanced, this is where you should come. So we invite you to join us, join Tangela, join the Portal to Ascension team and, and join us either online or in person and all, at some of the other amazing events that we have coming up as well too. But right now, Next week is San Diego, guys, and we will see you all then. Tangela, thank you so much for coming Aww. on with us. Thank you. Really for, appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to be here. It's just such a pleasure always to be with you, Joan, and to feel the energy of everyone tuning in. Thank you guys for all of your energetic participation, love, unconditional 
harmony, peace, support, everything that you're bringing, you know, we can, you know, we're creating this energetic together and we're really creating this new vibration together. And I can feel it so strongly every time we're, every time we meet, whether it's in person, online, on Zoom, we're here, we're here together creating this, uh, creating this new earth and, um, you know, awakening of humanity. So excited to see you guys in San Diego, Glastonbury and beyond. <laughs> Right. And thank you, everyone. I just want to give a shout out to January and Jenny and Joan of Angels here and Cosmic Samurai. Let's see. We have a few other people that I saw up in the beginning. Star Brother and Blessed by the Best, Diana. Yes, DJ's Garden. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We uh, love you, Laura. We're, oh, and fuck you, too. Wait, <laughs> did I say that? Is that what that is? Um, anyway, and then parad paradox fossils. All right, guys, <laughs> it all is a paradox and we are all here together. It is our consciousness. Even the scientists are saying that the universe may not even exist anywhere, but in our own inner reality. Exactly. So come and explore all of those paradigms with us. And yeah. Tianjila, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Thank you and so, so much. See you soon. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm I'm your host, Joan of Angels. And check out me at joanofangels.com. I'm the origin I'm the Oracle of Intuitive Wisdom and Ancient Wisdom. And I help you bring messages about what you're here to do and also helping you clarify your soul search. How's that? We'll be hosting and speaking at this conference, and we will see you all in San Diego. Bye for now. <laughs>